Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe and Lions right here on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcasting network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This is the show where I believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. This is going to be a great show. I'm fired up for it. I've got tons of topics to get into. Big announcement coming up. I'll get to that in a few moments. But let, let's talk about all these things the NFL has been dropping on teams, about the changes, some of the differences in what to expect once they get to training camp, which is still scheduled for July 28th. I mean, the NFL is going head up like, you know, nothing is going on. And there's been some news coming out, so we're going to talk about that off the top. Uh, they've mentioned that the rosters will be reduced. I know one thing NFL teams always look forward to is getting to have 90-man rosters at the beginning of camp. They not only get to see all their late draft picks, but they get to bring in other guys. And the NFL is a crazy league. I mean, there's you, you definitely have your stars up top, but you're definitely always going to find those guys at the bottom of the roster that can play special teams or can make an impact and end up making the roster. So that's going to be a little bit reduced. From what I've heard, it's going to be 80. They're going to start out at 80 and work their way down to the uh, 53 at that point. And I don't know, I think this spells trouble for a lot of guys at the bottom of the Lions roster. I mean, I don't have a whole list in front of me, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean, Travis Fulgham is a receiver that they brought in last year that had a good preseason, then was on the practice squad the whole year. He came in late and seemed to make some plays. Obviously, like I said, made some plays early on in the preseason, and you know, I don't know that this gives him any room with the way the Lions are set up currently at receiver. Now, the problem is they don't have much, if anything, heading into 2021. And I still think Travis Fulgham can be a, a nice player on your team. Now, is he going to be a star? No. Is he going to be a good depth player? I think he can be. He's a, he's a good blocker. And like I say, he looks like a... Um, a Marvin Jones type, you know, with a little bit different skill set. So I, you know, a guy like Travis Fulgham, I mean, you know, I've, I mentioned on my 53 man roster projection that Hunter Bryant, the undrafted tight end that they brought in is a guy that I think can make the roster, but I mean, yeah, he's going to get a chance. He'll be part of that 80, but I do think it hurts him. Uh, other guys that it could hurt a guy like Anthony Pittman, you know, he's a backup linebacker. The team has liked, and the Lions brought in a ton of special teams guys. I mean, Elijah Lee, Tony McRae, C.J. Moore, you know, some of these guys that, I mean, Jalen Elliott's a guy that most people haven't heard of that they brought in on the team from Notre Dame as an undrafted guy. 
And it's like all these guys, I think, are going to have a tough time making it. Now, a lot of those guys I mentioned are going to get the shots, but some of your backup offensive linemen like, hey, Dan Skipper, I don't think you're coming to training camp now. Matt Nelson, hey, I don't know that we're going to need your services. I mean, they're really going to have to dumb some of those down and just focus on draft picks, current players, and a few fringe guys here or there. So I do think the rosters being slimmed at the beginning of camp will kind of be a different dynamic and hurt some teams. But like I say, that is the bottom of your roster, so it's not the biggest deal. I think the NFL is doing it sort of keep their stars and keep the main players as safe as they can and not expose them to other individuals and, and limited. I don't know that 10 people makes the biggest difference, but... We'll see what happens. There, There is lots of protocols and pains in the butt that are going to happen for these NFL players. I mean, I still think it's kind of dicey that they'll actually get going at the beginning of July. I mean, there's so many just things being talked about between the NFL, the NFLPA, as well as just, you know, man, you're going to come into that building. It's going to be a nightmare getting in and out of the building. I mean, I'm still rooting for it because of football. I want football, but I do think there'll be some definite challenges for staff, players, personnel, coaches, everything across the board. So we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, we've been talking about it for weeks and months here on the Believe in Lions podcast, and it's only going to be more as we creep towards camp, which is about three weeks away. Let's let's talk about preseason. You know, I hate preseason football. It's... You know, the NFL makes you pay, used to be full price, I think they pulled it down a little bit, but you're paying for these games, they're not NFL football games, your top players are, you know, used to play, you know, start with a quarter, and then go to, you know, half, three quarters, sit out the fourth game, now it's moved to just, these guys don't play at all, I mean, at all, like, I I remember it was like the first two games, Matt Stafford plays none, and then the third game he plays, like, what, a few series, maybe, like, this is not quality football, so I'm just torn, because a lot of people will say, well, this is the time they get to look at those bottom end of the rosters, it's so important to those guys, whatever, okay, I get that from a team building, and even just a you know, coach's perspective, but you're asking fans, millions and millions of fans to watch these worthless games with, you know, bottom of the end players. And, and I'm a football nerd. Like I love the bottom of the roster. I love these undrafted guys. I love guys that are, you know, uh, diamonds in the rough, maybe that come out or just, you know, sometimes you get that itch too, man. I just want to watch a football game. I don't even care. But I've been a big proponent for years of, of, of making it three games, even two games in the preseason. I still think that's time for the fans to sort of get their fix of, okay, football's here and watch some horrible preseason, but then get to watch some really good, you know, uh, regular season games when it comes to that. But I, I mean, it just hasn't panned out the way I hope in that regard. And now the NFL is saying, you know, they're moving it from four to two because of the current circumstances with COVID-19 and whatnot. And the NFLPA is saying, we want zero games. We don't want to play any preseason games. And I got an issue with that, but I also understand it. Like, I can understand the players saying, like, don't put us out there. Let's let's do as limited work as we can sort of at camp and, and in and out of our own buildings. That way, when we play regular season, not only are we getting paid, but... Um, the fans are getting what they deserve, and we're just limiting any extra here in 
in COVID, uh, what do people call it now? Rona, <laughs> limit the Rona. I mean, I think that's the motto of the day. So I think that, I think two would be fine. I, I worry about zero because I feel like zero is, you're just expecting guys to run through practices and drills and all of a sudden, bam, play top level NFL football. I mean, that's never how it's worked. I mean, back in the day, they used to have a lot more stringent training camps. Now it's really light. Now you're talking about a light, you know, camp with all the different rules they have now. No preseason games. And then expect your team to jump right into playing top-level football. I think that's going to impact a lot of things. I really do. I think it could impact um, injuries across the board. I think you'd see a lot more injuries from all types of players because they're just trying to go from 0 to 100 quick. I think the level of play will be much lower at the beginning of the season. Sloppy play, penalties, lots of just guys not playing at their top level. But the positives I see is, like I said, if that gets us to football at the beginning of September, that matters. And I get my fantasy football and fans will get to see their teams. Okay, no preseason games. Like, that's kind of where the NFLPA has a bargaining chip right now because, you know, what's the worst case that can happen? You play two preseason games, that means travel, that means moving in and out of facilities, more testing, all this stuff. And for what? For a meaningless football game where you're not going to barely put your stars out there anyway. Especially, why would teams put their stars out there more when part of COVID is, you know, contact with others, breathing on others, you know, all the distancing issues. Like, you know, these people that played a couple series are going to now play nothing. They're going to play no snaps. (laughs) I mean, it just, it doesn't make much sense. I mean, I, I put out on Twitter that I don't know that you can have zero games and and just jump right into regular season NFL football. But as the more I think about it, the the less sense two games makes because you're not going to see any of the top players. The bottom of the roster guys will still be out there, but what are you gaining from it? I, I don't understand what you're gaining, from, even from an NFL perspective. I can't imagine their, their ratings are tremendous or they get some big paywall for preseason games. It's like you do not want to sacrifice your regular season games by having top players play two games, you know, get COVID, have to miss the first game or two of the season, or just even media. It would probably limit media issues of just, you know, a couple guys popping up here or there having it. You can control it more in your own building and whatnot. So I don't know. I, I The more I think about it, just just do zero preseason games. Give me some, some info about my players, maybe some photos of these guys out at camp. And let's just get to the regular season. Can we please actually get football? Last um, last note before I, I talk about the big announcement here. So they're, they said they're also going to fine guys or there's going to be penalties for not a pl- um, adhering to all these protocols when it comes to, you know, s- staying self-quarantine, not going out, not taking an Uber, not going to restaurants. I mean... I don't know. I I understand it again from the NFL perspective. The only way to get some of these guys to sort of follow the rules that you put in place is to take money out of their pocket. But I also think that it's going to be really hard to sort of keep people down for months and months and months, you know, limit what they do. I mean, 
you also can't have a, a team where it's, you got 80% of the guys, you know, following the rules, doing the right thing. And then you got a few that just think they'll do whatever they want with no repercussions. And then it creates a COVID issue on your team that that would create major issues. I think between players uh, from respect element, as well as a, uh, Hey man, don't put me in jeopardy just cause you're want to go out to a restaurant or think you need to ride in a, an Uber to go to a club or whatever it may be. I mean, I hope players just understand that if they want to get their paychecks and if they want to have the NFL get their rights fees from TV, that they need to do whatever they got to do to both stay healthy, play this game, and get through this season. Now, I think that you could also see players, you know, seeing it as, you know, okay, yeah, you could find me if I do all these things, but is the NFL still going to pay you if you come down with COVID, come down with the Rona, <laughs> and, uh, are you going to get paid just like you're out there banging your head for, you know, a full football game? Cause if so, I mean, I could see some guys uh, having the approach of, Hey man, if I get it, the check still clears. I don't got to go out there and kill myself. It's two less games on my career. I'll catch you in 2021 and we'll play then without all these restrictions, hoops to jump through whatnot. So we will see, we will see what happens. I'm really interested. I think that the players need to be ready, fans, everybody needs to be ready for a really different football season. But like I said, if I could sit at home, watch it on TV, get my football fixed, see the Detroit Lions uh, take a step forward so I don't have to hear about their coach, GM, everybody getting uh, fired, take a good step forward, play good football, win some games, have an exciting offense, and then come into 2021 with sort of a revamp team and, and, and all this COVID behind us, I think that would be tremendous. Now... I could also see the Lions, you know, surprising people. I could see them jumping out and just winning ball games, getting ahead in the division and having a really great season in a season that won't be that great when it comes to all the other things on and off the field that everybody's going to have to deal with. But I'm excited for it nonetheless. Um, I'm still thinking that the more it gets closer, the more players that show up, the more you're going to have to hear about positive tests and blah, blah, blah. But I think until it starts taking ball games away or until it you know, has a big issue that is going to cancel games or take your favorite players off the field. I'm not going to get too hung up in all these positive tests. Hey, a couple weeks, take care of yourself, be back. You know, I'm going to take that type of approach. So we'll see what happens. All right. One more thing before we take our break. I am fired up. I am excited to announce that I kind of mentioned it on my other podcast, the D Detroit Kool-Aid cast, which drops Wednesdays and Fridays with my buddy Grifka. And I think I probably mentioned it a little bit on this show. If I haven't, I'm excited to announce. I had a call with the one and only Benny Blades, Lions legend, hard-hitting safety. What a great guy, man. It went tremendous. Um, we're really moving in the direction to sort of um, work towards getting Benny on. Hopefully around July um, 15th, 16th, you know, is kind of when we might record and, and it might come out. If not, maybe the week after or so is the plan. Do a weekly show with Benny Blades right here on Believe in Lions. I'll be asking him about his stories, what he thinks about the team. Obviously, once we get into the season, we will be getting all of his takes on, on the Lions games each week, players he likes, you know, things he's seeing from a, a, a guy that played the game at a high level. I mean, this guy is a national champion, number three pick in the NFL draft, a all-pro, pro bowl-type 
uh, player during his time, and, and just a guy the Detroit fans love. I mean, I think when you guys hear him, he's obviously from the U, so you know it, that he can talk some junk, so hopefully once we get comfortable and stuff, he'll be able to um, talk some smack and have some fun and share some laughs. I know he cares a lot about the youth. He would love uh, us to reach some younger people here on this podcast, uh, continue to reach more people as well as the younger uh, demo because he loves he's a coach. He loves working with young people. He cares about the youth of the community and the city of Detroit. He loves all the fans that that watched him back, you know, when he played in the, the eighties and nineties there, as well as, you know, like I kind of told him, there's a, there's a new group of Lions fans that have heard the name Benny blades, but don't know a ton about him. So we'll get to introduce him. He's just a, he's just a good guy, man. Overall, really fun, easy to talk to. I think we'll develop a good rapport over time if we can get this all together so super excited about that i hope you guys are excited it's really unique to get a guy like benny blades on a podcast weekly and be able to hear his thoughts and i think the detroit lions fans you guys would just love hearing from him and i'm just honored like i said to have him on and and get to build a a really great show with him so so that's the first thing i wanted to sort of nail down give you a little bit of time frame and the second announcement is kind of the time frame so we've been dropping this monday mornings I've kind of known for a while that Monday mornings isn't going to really work once we get to real football. I actually started Believe in Lions here right at the end of the 2019 season. I think our first show was the day after um, the season ended, you know, that that Monday or maybe the the Monday following um, once once the season completed there. And, uh, you know, we've been doing offseason stuff. We've had Paul Jackson talking free agency, uh, got the pleasure to talk with Logan Lamarandier. All season long about all things Lions, especially NFL Draft. We had some great shows back then. If you didn't hear those and you want to go back, you can hear all those in the archives, what we were thinking before, what our thoughts were after the draft. And I'm, I'm hoping we can still have some of those bonus shows. You know, I don't, I don't know how it'll all shake out, but I'm hoping we can still have Logan and, and Paul and others on from time to time. Uh, the focus will be having me and Benny on here talking Lions football, and I'm sure he will mix in uh, stories from Miami and his time, you know, in the NFL and 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 now where he's at in his life, which would be great. But I, but I'm thinking we're probably going to move to more of a schedule of you know probably trying to record with Benny on a Wednesday and then hopefully get that show out uh, on Thursday morning is is probably the hope. You know, we still got to work through some of that and, and get all that together, but. That's what I'm thinking. And the reason I think that'll work out well is because, yeah, it's it's cool getting something out Monday morning. You know, it's kind of like that first thing people can listen to during the week that's Lions related. But, you know, I, I love football so much that Saturday, Sundays are my days to just watch football, enjoy my fantasy teams. And even Mondays, you know, I'm trying to enjoy Monday night football. So Wednesday's like that perfect day to record where I'm not jeopardizing watching the games and enjoying and, you know, I know it's not that instant reaction, but I hope all you guys will not only hang in there, but will spread the word once we get Benny going and once we keep developing the show that, hey, middle of the week, perfect time to not only hear the recap of the previous game, but we'll also be able to preview the upcoming game on a Wednesday, what we're hearing injury-wise, maybe be able to sort of preview what's coming up because that Thursday game will be right on top of us at that point the next day. 
So hopefully we'll be able to kind of do everything right in the middle of the week there on a Wednesday and then just keep churning that out weekly. And like I say, maybe the bonus shows will come at other points, you know, not only as I have time, but as kind of a supplement to what me and Benny Blades are doing on, on Believe in Lions here. So I'm fired up about it. I mean, it's a big announcement. I still don't have all the details. We're getting Benny set up with his, his tech set up as well as me and him. We'll just have to learn how we want to do the show, the flow. I'm pretty sure the first couple shows will be sort of a recap. You know, we may probably walk through his his early life, his family, you know, his college career, get uh, when he was drafted by the Lions, work through his Lions career, kind of talk about that in general terms, but also get his specific thoughts on certain things and, and let him just sort of open up and talk to the fans out there. And, and then once we kind of intro him and get through that, I think, you know, the weekly show will stay pretty similar. Hey, News and notes off the top, what's going on with the team. Uh, obviously, weekly, we'll be talking about that game in particular, as well as probably mixing in some segments. I mean, maybe we'll have hard hits with Benny Blades, you know, where he just has a strong take on something. Or maybe we'll come up with some other segments um, where Benny can tell some off-the-field stories that you guys have never heard before and would never hear because it's it's behind the scenes or it's something funny that happened in his career that you wouldn't have seen on the football field or heard about in the media. So that's what I'm hoping for. But like I say, really excited about it. You know, we'll see day by day how it goes. Hopefully, uh, Benny, I tried to tell him, you know, podcasting is a little bit of a grind. You know, it's day by day, week by week. So hopefully he'll uh, be able to do it weekly as well as uh, put in the work we'll need to to develop the show. And uh, he's a hardworking, good guy. Like I say, a great player and somebody I'm really excited to not only get to know, but to ask him questions, make him the centerpiece of the show you know, just sort of steer the ship and and make it a great podcast for everybody that's out there listening. So fired up about it. I hope you guys are too. Uh, that's only a couple weeks away. So look for it. And uh, if there's any changes, I'll let you know. But that's sort of the game plan right now. So everybody, we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back right here on Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions. There is no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly coming back, with UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. And BetOnline has all the best odds lines for the upcoming games and matches. Looking for something other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. What's going on, everybody? We are back right here on Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. Appreciate you hitting that subscribe button, sharing this with a friend. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, basically any podcast platform you're looking for. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Remember that spelling, Believe in Lions, should be out there for you. We're real consistent. We we show up every Monday, and like I said, the show will probably be switching to more of a Thursday morning type drop which will show right up on your podcast platform when you hit that subscribe button so please do that if you're looking to be a sponsor of this show or any believe in lines podcast go to bleav.com and be able to set you up there as well as um, would love the support you know all the people hitting subscribe leaving us a review 
um, sponsors. We really appreciate all that as we continue to grow this show and we are getting closer to getting into the first season. Like I've done podcasting for a few years now on my Detroit Kool-Aid cast, which drops Wednesdays and Fridays on any podcast platform. That that's a different type of show. That's me and my buddy Grifka laughing, arguing with each other, you know, going off the wall sometimes with our topics. We 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 try not to take ourselves too seriously and just have some fun. We have different opinions on the Detroit Lions, and people seem to love to listen to that twice a week. So I've been doing that for a couple years, but it's crazy to think this will be my first season doing Believe in Lions. And I cannot wait. Like I say, everybody is down on the Lions team right now based on the record, based on what they perceive the current roster to be. But I see a better roster, a young roster with some veterans, as well as a team that if Matt Patricia can pull it together here in year three, I feel like Bob Quinn continues to give him pretty good players to work with. And I'm excited about this draft class. I mean, Jeff Okuda, DeAndre Swift, Okwara, Jonah Jackson, it's Quintez Cephas, I think could be a... a a really integral piece moving into 2021. And then I'm really curious to see what Huntley has. And, you know, we'll talk about Huntley and uh, Jay Sean here in a bit. I got some takes on those guys, but let's get into this right now. I mean, I want to talk about college football for a second. I mean, why talk about college football on believe in lions, Oakry? Well, the reason is because there's been rumor and innuendo that college football is maybe going to be moved to the spring. And me and my buddy Grifka talked about this a while back, and I was loving it. I was like, oh, man, that would be tremendous. Move it to the spring. Try it for one year. See how it works. Then you got NFL in the fall, college in the spring. It's a beautiful thing. And Grifka hated this. I, I don't even remember his reasoning. He probably had a horrible reason, but he hated this idea. And, like, for me, it's I, – I kind of have grown to where I was just going to assume that college and pro was going to go off as normal this year with – you know, being completely abnormal, which means like it was going to go off at the same time, but we're going to have COVID tests. We're going to have, you know, teams have already opted out of seasons. We were going to have, you know, no fans, limited fans, whatever is going to be. Right. So I had kind of assumed that now here we getting this creeping up again about maybe just kicking college football to the spring this year. And I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm interested because like I say, that would give me basically a full year calendar year of football with no, what, six-month bed period in, in there like we have now. But there's lots of challenges with this. I mean, when it comes to, you know, players that would be entering the draft, recruiting, how does it impact the NFL? Like, it's just, there's a lot to consider, as well as even the work I do for Pro Football Focus. Like, I mean, we don't want to go with no games here in August, September, and, and wait till the spring. We've got tape to break down and video to record and stats and, and numbers and analytics to deal with. So I'm sure those guys don't really want it. I mean, yeah, you would still get it, but I, I think they ramped up ready to go as well as am I. So I'm kind of hoping we still get the double dip. The spring football does intrigue me, but I don't think it could be a full-time thing because as all of you know, again, you can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K. O-K-R-I-E, you know that I love the NFL Draft. It is my favorite event of the entire year. I've got a whole, my whole office is set up dedicated to the NFL Draft. I am already prepped 
for the 2021 NFL draft with players and rankings and fantasy football and all types of stuff up on my walls and uh, in my computers uh, that, that I work with. Uh, so you guys have seen the pictures. You've seen the Oakry DTO scouting draft room. It's ready to go. If you kick college football to the spring, what are you going to do? You're going to kick the draft back a few months and then you're going to draft. And before you know it, those guys are in camp. Like, <clears throat> I just don't know that it works out very well for a lot of reasons. So I guess I'm open to anything here in, in the year of, of the Rona, <laughs> the year of the Rona, the worst year of our lives. I mean, I, I'm open to anything. You want to do college football as scheduled. Fine. You want to move it to the spring. Fine. You want to dink around with the NFL preseason preseason. Okay. You know, as long as I get my 16 plus NFL games and I get my college football season for the Michigan Wolverines, which, um, you know, is just a necessity every year. I'll be, I'll be okay with that. So we will, we will see how that, you know, shakes out. I'm, I'm thinking they'll just go as scheduled. You know what I mean? With, with limited fans and just knowing there's going to be issues to deal with. That would be my, you know, the thing that I would assume would happen, but we'll have to wait and see. College football is a huge business, man. It's a it's a no joke. You don't want to be messing around with that. So I think that the less they can mess with it, the better. But I do think some people, too, are even trying to think of this year as a trial balloon. Like the NFL have been wanting to limit the preseason and never done it. Well, this is a great time to do it and see if it works. And then let's say they go to two. They go to two preseason games just because of the circumstances and the NFL players go along with it that may get them only two preseason games forever. You know, like why go back to four at that point? Like college football, I mean, I can't see them going to the spring and then staying in the spring, but I definitely could see it as a one-year trial. You know, maybe they say it works horribly, you know, and then, okay, we don't ever have to talk about that or hear about that idea again. I don't know. Could, could be interesting for a lot of different reasons. Let's bring this back to the Lions right now. There's... There's a player I want to talk about. His name is Jason Huntley, running back, New Mexico State. Now, after the draft, during the draft, right when they made this pick, I tweeted out, horrible pick. This guy's totally off the radar. You already drafted a running back. You already have Carrion and Bo and Ty John. I mean, we understand we want to run the football, but how many resources are you going to put? Then you watch a kid, and you're like, all right, he's got speed. He, he's got elusiveness. You know, some of his stats show that he can catch the football. So people are starting to think, okay, is he more of a gadget guy? Is he a slot guy? Is he a return guy? I mean, he's got all these abilities. So I've done like a little bit more homework on him. And like I say, I'm not going to break down his whole bio right now by any means. But, you know, after the draft, of course, I called this guy like a guy that was going to be off the roster or on the practice squad. And the more you look at him, you're like, you know, he's a fifth round pick. I mean, maybe there's a, maybe there's an opportunity for this guy to, to make the squad, you know, and to do some damage because he's a pretty sick athlete when you watch him, you know, he was an integral part of New Mexico State's team. Now I know everybody's yelling at their phones or wherever you're listening to this going, yeah, New Mexico State, Oakry, like who cares? And I agree with you, but you know, there were some stats out there. I think that he faced one of the 
the most stacked boxes because like, you know, he was really the only guy on that team yet. He still found the way to find the end zone. I wish I had some of his stats up, but I don't, I don't want to stop the show and, and check them out right now. But like, he's got pretty crazy numbers, you know, when it comes to touchdowns, some of the plays, I mean, I think he's got some crazy return numbers as well. So, I mean, this is just a guy I'm wondering what I think I asked Logan Lamer and Deer, like, what's this guy's ceiling? Like, what can he really do? Do you think on the current 2020 and even 2021 Detroit Lions? I mean, I, the, it's just curious. I, I did pull this guy up now on some of his stuff. We'll try to see if I can look at some of this while we're talking. 22 years old, 5'9", 193 pounds, you know, fifth round pick, 172 overall. Um, you know, he, he was a Texas kid, which is always important. Um, he, uh, three kickoff returns in 2018, um, rushing in 2019. I mean, the, the guy had a thousand yards over a thousand yards, 7.1 per carry, which is crazy. And nine touchdowns. I mean, that's ridiculous. And then look at here, look at his receiving 1,119 receiving yards to go on top of his 1,000 rushing. So he went for 1,000 and 1,000 in 2019 um, with nine-plus touchdowns and, and, and some return ability. So I think the Lions are looking at this guy just saying, you know, he can he can help us in the return game. He can catch the football, and he can run it. He's that speed back, so you're not going to give it to him, you know, 10, 15, 20 times a game but you might give it to him six, eight times a game. And in those scenarios, maybe on third and long, when people are expecting a throw, you can get this to him either in a draw or screen game. He can do some damage. And these guys always have big, you know, yards per carry because they're so fast and they get used so uniquely that they're not getting, you know, one, two yard rushes. They're getting 15, 12, 25, 50 yard rushes um, or screen passes. And that's what really impacts him. So, I don't know. The more I've done on J- Jason Huntley, he intrigues me. Of course, this always happens where it's a guy that wasn't even ranked by, you know, the draft network. I didn't see him on many ranking sheets. Now the Lions take him, and now I'm in love with this guy. Um, same sort of with Quintez Cephas. He was on my radar, but really down. And now that they've taken him, it's like, man, this guy's big. He's physical. He can catch it. He's good. You know, his teammates loved him. Like, the Lions are going to move out a couple receivers here in the next year. So he's got a great opportunity. Like all these things keep creeping up where you just don't know, you know, what can be of these guys. I mean, there's always these guys. I remember feeling the same way about Fulgham last year. Oh man, Fulgham watches highlights. He's incredible. Like what a great value where they took him. He, he blocks, he, he's a uh, athletic guy, uh, either going up and getting the football or after the catch, you know, all these things I thought about Fulgham after you watch him and, he made no impact on the team in 2019. So Jason Huntley, I'm super intrigued to see you in that 41 jersey. I loved how Daryl Bevel used um, used our running backs last year across the board. And I think that, you know, this is a guy that could come in and, and be that McKissick type player with a little bit more juice and maybe some more versatility as well. So I'm excited to see it. But I got to keep my expectations, you know, reasonable and low. But we'll see what happens. Jason Huntley, show me something. You know, I want to see what you can do. And I hope that you can you can make some plays and make the bottom of the, the running back roster. And I hope the Lions can uniquely use this kid because they, 
they didn't take him in the late seventh round. You know, they took him in the mid to late fifth. So I'm hoping he really adds something and we'll see what happens. So let me talk about, I talked about the Rona a lot on this show. COVID-19, everybody knows the world is still upside down, which is just getting more annoying by the day, even though I love working from home. I love being able to just, um, you know, be here. I'm not trying to just risk my life, go out to a restaurant or not craving these, uh, you know, bar nights to time out with my friends. Like I know, you know, God willing, there's plenty more years and time where I can go do that and enjoy those type of experiences. So I'm willing to sacrifice all that for the whole calendar year until we get through this. But it is a it is a nuisance across the board. And you know, I think it's going to be a big nuisance too. NFL rookies and rookie quarterbacks. I I feel like I'm such a big guy in the draft, and this year in some of my fantasy leagues, I took Tua in a quarterback important league. I took DeAndre Swift. I've got C.D. Lamb. I mean, a lot of depth players on some of my crazy deep leagues. You guys know how crazy I get in fantasy football. I'm in two 32-team leagues. And, oh, by the way, each of those leagues, every team has 40 to 53 plus players on a team. <laughs> so I never want to hear these fantasy football um, experts out there that act like, oh, I'm in a 16 team league. That's really complicated. Or man, I'm in a super flex. It's really hard to attain players. Really? Because I'm in a 32 team league that has 53 roster spots and like 30 starting spots that you got to fill. So I don't want to hear it. But I think rookies are going to have a hard time this year. They've had nothing but online learning. They haven't been on the field. Nobody's got to know him. Nobody, Matt Stafford doesn't know how DeAndre Swift, you know, runs a route other than the little workouts they had together. I mean, it's going to be day one, you know, day, then there's no like, oh, this is day one for the rookies, but the vets will come in in a couple weeks. No, right now it's basically like everybody's supposedly going to report July 28th and go, you know, away we go, you know, you got three, four weeks and then regular season is on top of you. So there's no slow learning. There's, I mean, imagine there's always rookie camps only, you know, there's rookie and vet OTAs. There's, there's off the field type stuff that these guys would do at a higher level if there was no Rona to deal with. I mean, and especially rookie quarterbacks, these guys that are supposed to lead their teams and know the playbook and, and be the leaders. I mean, I think they're going to come around a lot slower. So as much as I love Tua, I feel like he's got a good excuse to sort of lay in the background for a little bit. I'd love to see him play right away, but I mean, still got a lot to learn, a lot to get going. So I think you're going to see impacts there. And I kind of hit it on it before, but don't be surprised if you see a whole bunch more injuries, a whole bunch more people coming down with COVID or other issues that puts them out because nobody wants to admit it. But I guarantee there's a certain segment of NFL players that just say, man, if I can get my same paycheck and not play, I'd much rather do that than play, get killed, hurt myself, deal with all the ups and downs of practice, and get the same paycheck. So I think you're going to see people not opting out because they'd have to do it in a way where they still are out there. But, hey, man, you get an injury, that might last a week or two longer. You know, you you don't want to be coming in and out of the facility if you don't have to. You know, you could... deal with not having to practice, you know, maybe an extra week just because you know it's a pain in the butt with all the protocols, testing, and things you have to deal with. So I could see this impacting rookie skill players, defenders, 
really going to impact rookie quarterbacks, even a veteran or, you know, maybe not veteran, veteran NFL quarterbacks, but those guys that have been in the league a couple years at the quarterback position, I could see them having a tough time. And don't be surprised if injuries are bigger than ever here in 2020 as we roll into the season. So I will uh, keep my eye on that, no doubt about it. I mean, the, the last quick thing I wanted to talk about was this man, the Lions that drafted in the seventh round. His name is Jay Sean. J-A-S-H-O-N. Jay Sean Cornell. I mean, this is a guy that when they drafted him, it was kind of like, ah, you know, what are they drafting? Like a DT type guy in the seventh round. Yeah, he's from, he's played Ohio State, but what does this guy have really? You know, you hear some good things, but. It just was, there seemed like there were a lot better players at the time. Now the Lions took Cornell, seventh round, pick two, three, five overall. I mean, let's look at his size first. He's 6'3", 285 pounds. So to me, I mean, that's that's undersized a bit for an interior player. It's about right for what you would expect, sort of a defensive end. The Lions love, obviously, to have defensive end, defensive tackles that can move around. He does seem to have that body, you know, composition or look when you see him. He is 23 years old uh, as of December of this year, so he won't be 24 until um, December later this year. He, look at this, Jay Sean Cornell was considered the number one ranked defensive end prospect in the country by ESPN in 2015. Um He's had some injuries, had a growing injury. You know, his stats aren't going to blow you away by any means. Um, it says right here, during the 2019 season, Cornell started all 14 games, recorded 30 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, and had four sacks. He got honorable mention from both coaches and media for all Big Ten efforts. So this guy's no slouch. This guy's no, oh man, I never heard of him, or he's got no pedigree. When you're the number one prospect coming out of high school, that says something. You go to a school like Ohio State, okay, yeah, he came a little around a little bit slow, played a little bit less than you would hope. But when he did play, I mean, those aren't bad numbers, 6.5. TFLs and and four sacks. I mean, you know, we'll take that, especially the Lions do need help interior as well as on the edge. So I could see him being somebody they like to develop. Now, does he make the roster right away? I don't know. I feel like he's a guy that you could put on the practice squad and develop, but the Lions don't have a ton of depth in the, in the interior or the edges. I think I've talked about it. The defensive edge depth for our Lions is Flowers, Okwara, Yeah, it's Flowers and Aquara. <laughs> Basically, that's been my joke because there's really not much else sitting there. They haven't invested anything. They didn't listen to me and go get... Um, uh, gosh, who am I thinking of? They didn't go get... Uh, who's the big defensive end that I can't think of his name right now? Jadavion Clowney. I did a whole podcast about how they were going to get Jadavion Clowney right before or even after the 4th of July holiday. Time's ticking, Bob Quinn. You got the money. I mean, yeah, you still want to get Kenny and, and Decker signed, but how about we go get Jadavion Clowney? If you're not going to do that, yeah, there might be room for a guy like Jay Sean Cornell because, 
I think he's got some things. And, and I was recently watching an Ohio State game, unfortunately, for Pro Football Focus. And man, Jay Sean Cornell was showing up a lot. You know, he was out there. He was making plays. He had one where he just slapped the hands down, ran around the defensive uh offensive guard and, and killed the quarterback. I mean, this was against Penn State as well. This was no Mickey Mouse school they were playing. So I think the guy's got some talent. He, I like the way he looks. He looks almost like a Deshaun Hand type, you know, where he's a little bit thicker, a little bit wider, but also athletic. And I wanted to throw his name out on this podcast personally and most importantly because his name is Jay Sean, J-A-S-H-O-N, which is freaking cool. And I think he could be a little bit of a diamond in the rough. I mean, Penasini they drafted will be the dirty nose tackle that will just do all the, the nasty work inside. But I could see Cornell making some splash plays and being added to depth here. So we, we will see what he does. I'm, I'm intrigued. So, whew, man, this was a this was a solo show. I got into tons of topics, um, fired up about it. Always try to bring you guys good Lions talk right here on Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, f- I'm really excited. Benny Blades, yes, that's the Detroit Lions Pro Bowl safety, just absolute stud at the U. Uh, will be coming on the show here in a couple weeks once we get all that figured out. And I think you guys are gonna just love hearing from Benny Blades. Um, we will be taking a lot. Of, you'll probably see me on Twitter in the next couple weeks. Say send in your Benny Blades questions. We'll be more than happy to ask him things as well as just talk football with him. And hopefully, you know, the first couple of shows, we will do the history and we'll do some um, unique topics. And then once we get in a groove, I think it'll be just me and the one and only Benny Blades talking football right here on Believe in Lions. So check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Share this with a friend. Be on the lookout for more shows as we get going because football is right around the corner. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care. We'll catch you next time right here on Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Lions. Take care, everybody. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.